Welcome back to another episode of Dinner for Breakfast. I am your host, Bailey. And I'm your host, Wes. And before we get today's fun-packed episode kicked off, just a little housekeeping notes. If you have anything you want to say to us, any debate topics, mystery packages, be sure to email us at dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, Wes, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I was just telling you before we started recording that my allergies are kind of uh, screwing with me a little bit because it's, you know, we're coming out of winter here. It's springtime in Michigan. Uh, it's the mud season. The mud like season. Yeah, you... like all the snow melts and then everything is just like mud and gray all around. You know yeah, I, mean? I was I was talking to someone today about like allergies in Michigan. I think. I'm thankful I don't have allergies and I'm not part of the weaker, uh, I guess, All right. allergy race. But um, I think Michigan probably has to be one of the worst states to live in if you have allergies, honestly. Uh, honestly, yeah, probably. The seasons are so extreme. Like a good, a, a good example of the weather here, like people always say like, oh, Michigan weather is crazy. It changes every 10 minutes. Literally, <laughs> uh, I, I think it was yesterday. Um, yeah, it was yesterday because or Wednesday, I guess. Uh, at like two o'clock, I looked outside and it was a whiteout blizzard. My car was covered in snow. I laid down and took a nap. And when I got up from my nap, there was no snow on the ground and it was beautiful and sunny outside. I was asleep for like an hour, like in an hour, it goes from a whiteout blizzard to being, you know, beautiful and sunny. (laughs) It's really wild here, man. I, I don't get spring here. You can get snow in March, April. Thankfully, I don't think I've experienced snow in May, but yeah. you never know. You really you ever get know. snow on your birthday? Uh, I don't know if I've gotten snow that because my birthday's end of April, four twenty. Picked it myself. It's um, <laughs> a good choice. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't. I'm sure there has been a year, but not that I remember. But because I know I've I've gotten snow on my birthday before, but my birthday's at like the end of November. But uh. I love snow, so it's not a problem for me if I get snow on my birthday. I, I hate it. I hate it. I've recently gotten into the skiing and then ice fishing, so those are like the only things that really get me through the winter. But other That's than fair. that. I like to just get all cozy and watch a movie while it's snowing outside. Something really inviting <laughs> about that. It little, just makes you feel nice. A little hot cocoa. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with a good hot cocoa. But Wes, dude, I've been holding this from you. I've had some, some exciting news. Oh, um, boy. You know, I'm not the biggest cooker in my day to day. Um, I know that about but, you. But I hosted a dinner party and I cooked three different meals. Hey, um, wait, like a three course meal? I did an appetizer and then I did two different um, entrees. D- entrees. So let's start cool. with the appetizer. All right. We started off with a nice tray of crab rangoon nachos. All right. Crab Rangoon not so did you make like wonton chips? So what I did was I got wonton wrappers. Yeah. I air fried them for like 400 for like 2 minutes. That's all you got to do. Just like and they puff them up and get them crispy. Don't they don't even Yeah, yeah, I guess they technically do puff up, but like they um they uh yeah, no they like harden and it's like the perfect it's, it's a good chip. And then mm. I laid a bunch of that down in like a nice like uh I would say like a casserole pan. Sure. Then I, I made this great rangoon dip. It was cream cheese, some garlic in there, um, rice wine vinegar. Uh, there's 
soy like, sauce and maybe something else. Sure. And then I just like mixed that up in the bowl, got it to like to where it was more of a consistency of like a you could like pour it on there and it wasn't yeah, like so a queso thick. type thing. Yeah. Sure. Yep. And then mm-hmm. I did that, topped it with some shallots, and then I topped it with a uh, sweet chili sauce on top. And then uh I minced uh crab. I, nice. I like just, just <clears throat> you get like jumbo just, lump in the cans. Jumble. No, what I did, I just got some pre-shredded uh, imitation oh, like crab. Imitation crab. Gotcha. Yep. Imitation crab. Honestly, like people shit on imitation crab, but honestly, I love it. it's kind of good. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> I, I like. I, I could eat a whole package of it just like yeah, by nice. itself. They uh, nice. unfortunately, I did not eat any myself, and I was gonna kind of ask you a question myself because when I was in the cooking mode, because I was like trying to like, because all the guests were there. And I was like finishing the Rangoon stuff up, and then I was like focusing on everything. When you're in like a good like cooking mode, do you even think about trying or like eating any oh, of the yeah. food? Absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Because every every single time I like that is a huge part of cooking is you have to taste stuff like nonstop. Like every time you add an ingredient, taste whatever you're making. Like I tried like the sauce, that cream cheese sauce, and I was like, okay, that's good, but like. It all as one whole component. I didn't eat any because I was like such in like the mindset just, of just trying to finish. I was just working. Yeah, and then, I, so. I find I find that a lot of times. <clears throat> I find that a lot of times if I'm cooking something, I'll I'll taste individual components of a dish as I'm preparing the dish, yeah. and then I don't. I very rarely will sit down and eat the whole thing composed. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'll, I'll make a sauce and I'll taste the sauce and like, Oh, that's good. And I'll eat a little piece of the steak that I made and like, Oh, that tastes good. Try the veggies. Mm -hmm. Sure. They taste great. Plate it, send it out. And then I don't really, I say send it out, which means I carry it from my ship to my living room. I don't work in a restaurant anymore. Yeah. No, I found that I, I do that with like other things too. Like as an example, like when I fish, I barely even drink my water because I'm like so into it. I don't know. I just like, oh, sure. You just get really in the zone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then, then for the, for the main entree, we had some, uh, vegetarian, uh, people that were there. So I did, I made a nice, uh, jackfruit pulled pork. Oh, Um, yeah. I sauteed a bunch of, uh, white onion and then I did jackfruit, just threw some barbecue sauce in there. I already had it pre shredded. Barbecue sauce, mix that bad boy up. Threw in the pan with the sautéed onions that are already like pretty much done, Ooh. and like heated it up that way in the pan. Sounds then, uh, then I got like sourdough buns, put those on the stove, toasted them on the stove. Then we, uh, then I just had like pickles, coleslaw to put on it. Um, nice. Did mayo, extra barbecue sauce because I always like to put a little extra on. Uh, oh, got to. And then, then for. Uh, Brandon specifically, because he's uh, a meat eater. Uh, we did CBR uh, quesadillas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Chicken bacon ranch. And they t- turned out pretty good. He, uh, I will give Brandon his credit. He did cook the bacon. And then... Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. How do yeah, you know? So it was it, really good. Yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like a dope dinner party. And I really like jackfruit pulled pork. I'm a huge fan of that. I love it. It's really surprisingly good. Um, when you... So you said Brandon cooked the bacon. When mm-hmm. when you cook bacon, how do you mm-hmm. typically do it? Because I know there's a lot of contention around like what's the best way to do it. And I, I have a pretty strong opinion about how what I, I go. I go more crispy than chewy. 
that's how I roll. If that's what you're asking. Okay. Uh, I, I I suppose yeah. I mean that's directly tied to it. I prefer chewy over crispy personally, but I'm asking just, more like like what's your method? Like do you throw it in a pan or? Oh yeah, just you, pan. I pan it. Pan. I know. I know people. Do you bake it? Oh yeah, baby. See, I bet. I see. I bet if you bake it, you're gonna get more of that chewiness uh, aspect of it. Not, but if you want the, if you want for my, see yeah, like see like my like blind eye it would I would be like if you're gonna get, go crispy with it. I would think the bacon has to – it's easier to crisp it through just pan cooking it versus baking it because baking seems like it's a slow roller. I, I actually know. think the opposite about it. I think really? it's easier to get chewy bacon if you do it in a pan. Yeah, I cook it in the oven because it's easy and Heather likes crispy bacon. But what you do is you lay all your bacon out on a on a sheet pan. I'm sure people know how to cook bacon in the oven, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> in case you don't, this is the best way you could ever cook you're, bacon. You're teaching me, and that's I'm all that matters. You. Uh <laughs> Lay all your bacon out on a on a sheet pan. I like to put like either aluminum foil or parchment paper underneath just to help with like cont- containing the grease a bit. Uh huh. Um, put it in the oven, cold oven. Then you pre once you put the bacon in, then you preheat your oven to three fifty, and then once mm. it hits three fifty, let it cook for like twelve minutes, fourteen minutes, something like that. Hmm. So as yeah, so if you if you start it cold, it's the same concept with starting things in a cold pan, right? If you start it cold, it helps render the fat out of the bacon more. So you end up Ooh. losing a lot of the grease that you get out of bacon, and it gets super crispy. What, uh, what are some other things that you'd cook in a pan, cold pan? Because I, I wouldn't uh, think anything besides butter, just to melt the butter. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, butter. Butter starting in a cold pan. Um a lot of times when I do like soft boiled eggs, I'll start it in cold water and then bring the whole thing up together. That's not for rendering fat, but that's a way you could do it. If I'm cooking like a like a super thick steak and I'm not doing a sous vide or a reverse sear or something, right. um, sometimes I'll start that in a cold pan. I don't anymore because now I either sous vide or reverse sear all of my steaks because <laughs> um, I learned about how to reverse sear and that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, where you bake it and then cook it up to like 120 internal yep. temperature and then sear the hell out of it in like a blazing hot skillet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not a super common thing to start things cold. I don't think, anyways. Uh, oh, speaking of sous vide, it um, yeah. it totally reminded me. This is just a random thought. Have you seen? Um, I watched a like a, a chef movie the other night and I really loved it. It was probably my favorite one I've seen so far or uh restaurant based movie have you seen burnt before i haven't seen burnt actually dude that they the they do sous vide in there so that's what i think cooper yeah bradley that movie that movie was directed by gordon ramsay i believe was it really it came out like 2015 and uh it's on netflix you should really watch it that might have been my favorite like restaurant based movie i've seen really to me it beats out ratatouille but Whoa, um, <laughs> that's a pretty it, strong look, claim, dude. Ratatouille is an excellent food movie. Well, the thing, like, he Bradley played the like the part as like one of those like kind of like rude, like intense like chefs so well, yeah. but also like people like respected him for it, and like you think he played the part so good. And you're like, whoa, I feel like. I feel like you're gonna get PTSD just watching it from like a like an intense like uh, that, cooking like uh, yeah. realm. Yeah, yeah. It so, was so good. That I did get PTSD when I watched The Bear. Have you seen The Bear? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Okay, 
I literally, first of all, incredible, incredible television show. Highly recommend you watch it. Uh, the Bear, it's on Hulu. Their season two is coming out sometime pretty soon, I think. Um, but I literally had to take, it's like 30, 40 minute episodes, something like that. They're around that ballpark. Yeah. The first episode, I had to watch it in 10 minute increments because it was stressing <laughs> me out so much. I had to take I believe it. So I'd like watch 10 minutes and be like, all right, that's it for the day. Then I go back to it later. Uh, but no, on the subject of Burnt, um, I've actually heard, I've heard mixed things about it. I've heard really? a lot of people say it's a great, a great movie. Um, but I've also heard a lot of people in the industry say that it's not a great really? movie. You yeah. have to watch um, it. <clears throat> so, I mean, basically what I've, what I've heard from it, I, like I said, I haven't seen it, but um, I'll watch it tomorrow or something and text you about it. Uh it does, like you said, Bradley Cooper does play this kind of like aggressive, uh, angry sort of chef, like a Gordon Ramsay type or like yep. a Marco Pierre White, that sort yep. of vibe. And that is a type of chef that can't really exist in the modern world and shouldn't exist in the modern world, if you ask me, uh, because that just perpetuates a toxic work environment and it's already an incredibly stressful job and you don't need somebody yelling and screaming and all that bullshit, but everybody knows that. But also like, there's a whole thing with that movie where every time he makes a dish, like name. All right. I challenge you here. I'll challenge you for this. Name a okay. dish that he made. Name one item of food, like a plated food thing that he made. Cause if you look at him in the movie, I've seen pictures of like the dishes he makes in the movie. You can't identify what it is. Uh, nah, like, I don't agree with that because there's like, there's definitely scenes of where like he, uh, he makes like, I would have to go back, but there's like shrimp. There's like he, he even like in the movie like talks about like dishes he makes and like explains the dish and like what's in it and everything. I I, I can't off the top of my head remember what the dishes gotcha. were, but no, like I could tell like oh that's like a fish or like a sea bass sure, or something sure. like like no, I I definitely think like um no he I think there's like points sometimes where you're like what is that but like overall i think it's pretty well explained gotcha I don't know. okay well i mean like i said i haven't seen it but i'll watch it sometime this weekend and then we can talk about it in the future <clears throat> we can talk about it next time we record um that is true. <clears throat> sorry i'm clearing my throat so much it's the allergies um i did some cooking uh yesterday that i mm -hmm. kind of wanted to talk about because i for once cooked something in a crock pot um I have never, I've owned a crock pot for a super long time. I have like a big, uh, I think it's a six quart crock pot. It's a huge crock yeah. pot. And I've never cooked anything in it before. And uh, after cooking something in it, I still don't think I'm going to use it. <laughs> uh, it's like, I made soup, right? So I just put everything to make a soup in this crock pot and then let it sit for seven hours or whatever. I made like a kale and lentil soup. It was really good. Um, Sounds good. But I could have just as easily put a pot on the stove and put everything in it. You know what I mean? Like, I could have used my Dutch oven for that. I don't need a crock pot to make a soup. Could have. And uh, I think I love, for a crock pot aspect, I love the conveniency of it. Like, you could just throw a bunch of stuff in there and then walk away for several hours. Several hours and you don't have to worry about, like, doing a bunch of different cooking stuff. Why couldn't I do that with a pot on the stove? 
You know what I'm saying? Like I have an electric stove, unfortunately. I wish I had a gas stove. But I have an electric stove. I could throw a pot on there and let it sit for a couple hours and not worry about it. You know what I mean? Like it's just there is one thing that I think crockpots nail, and that's parties. If you have a crockpot and you want to make a hot dip for a party, you're yes. set. There's no other way to properly serve a hot dip for a party than a crockpot. That's the only thing that they're useful for. Other than that, I don't feel the need um, to use a crockpot. I think, I think some of the best meatballs I've enjoyed have been in a crockpot. You gotta love the mini weenies in the crockpot. You gotta love the crockpot, sure. Uh, what else we got here? There's the um, there's a lot of like I'm gonna I'm gonna send you so many like good crockpot recipes. Yeah, send now me that I see recipes because Email like crockpot recipes. Dinner for breakfast podcast at gmail.com. Convince me that crockpots are useful. <laughs> send me some good recipes. I'll try them. There's like a lot of like chicken tortilla, like um, like like I don't know. They just this just seems very a lot more simplified and a lot more. Um, yeah, I I get that. I I I totally understand why people like. A well, crock like pot. my really uh, when I cook <clears throat> tongue, I uh, put it in the crock pot for a few hours and like to like you know boil. Not like once. Right. I guess to like. What I'm saying is like you you did it in a crock pot, but you yeah. just as easily could have done it on the stove. You know what I mean. Uh, I feel like you have to give a little more attention to it on the stove. Yeah, and, maybe a little bit. It also like, depends you have to on be, what you're doing with it. Yeah, I feel like you have to be a little more attentive. Like, what about a roast? Roasts are, I, from my experience, have like basically been crockpot made. Okay, that is actually the example where I feel like entirely the opposite. Like, there's no way I would ever cook a roast in my crockpot. Really? Why is that? Yeah. I don't know. I just, maybe it's because I wasn't raised, like, using a crockpot or, like... Maybe well, I feel like in yeah, I feel I like know. in the like, culinary just... world, they probably definitely gave you a different eye. But I feel like if you're going for like the basic household, your crockpot's like probably heavenly. <laughs> it's probably that, a lifesaver. That's a fair point, and it is. It I will say, it is really nice to be able to plug it in and put stuff in it before I go to work, and then come yeah. home from work and dinner's ready. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like because you couldn't yeah, you couldn't okay. do that Maybe on a stove. Yeah, you couldn't do that I, on a stove though. You know what I, I mean. mean? I would do that with my stove. I that would probably be, I, shouldn't. I, you probably yeah. shouldn't. Like I, I would, would I would be way more like worrisome if I like I left something on the stove going yeah. and then left and came back because I feel like especially the soup, unless you're like doing super low heat on it, I feel like it's gonna boil eventually. And then It'll you gotta like, over. sure. Yeah, that's like what my concern would be. But like with the crock but i feel like it's a little like i said it's a little more manageable but that makes sense but i bet you can make a better flavorful thing without it though I that's bet. that's what i'm saying like, so, so like so when i make pot roast right i use i use my dutch oven i have like a cast iron yeah. enamel coated dutch oven so you can get a nice sear at the bottom you can't get a good sear in a crock pot yeah yeah see like that 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 would be a good point for you like i, I, I could know. understand that but no my biggest thing would be like conveniency that's fair. Other. It is. It is pretty convenient. You know what's not convenient and sucks? If we're talking about things that suck, oh. is grocery shopping. I was gonna oh. say grocery shopping. <laughs> I'm looking Dude. at the, the list of topics. Yeah, but no. like, they. I had to go grocery shopping for this dinner party, and let me tell you, it was. I can't stress how much 
I hate grocery shopping. One, I saw someone I knew in the in the mire, and I was That's like, "That's always the worst, dude." And I like I instantly I bolted. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Oh my god!" I just do not like seeing people I know in public. And then I, no, uh, I let me tell you, I went down the sauce aisle three to four different times because <laughs> I kept forgetting to get a certain sauce, even though the list was. I was like, "Oh, it's down the same aisle." And oh then I had to download the Meyer app just to find like five to six things. It's like impossible to find something in there. Do you know how long it took me to find shallots? And I was A in the ass time. And I was near the onions the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, see, it, that's, that's also the thing, especially with Meyer. Uh, Meyer is like a if you're not if you don't live in the Midwest, you don't know what Meyer is. Probably it's the same as a Walmart, just a little bit more upscale yeah it's a huge i don't want to say classier but it's a slightly more pricey grocery store and it's enormous it's this huge like you know shopping center and uh every single one of them is totally different there's no consistency between stores (laughs) so there's i live equidistant from like two or three different myers so when i go grocery shopping on the weekends i usually i try to go to the same one every time but sometimes i have to go to another one and like earlier today i stopped at a different one that I've never been to before. And like, it takes so long if you're not familiar with the store. Another issue that I encounter uh, to me specifically, other people (laughs) probably encounter this issue as well because I hate shopping so much. I will. I I always try my best to go shopping by myself. Sorry, Heather, if you're listening to this, she doesn't listen to the show. I know. So I can say this Uh, and she's not home from work yet. She, will take so long in the store if i go by myself i can make a list show up at the store burn through the list as fast as possible and then get out of there it is a it is a game to me to see how quickly i can finish the grocery shopping see i i enjoy i think i'd rather go with multiple people just like i've gone with like brandon before and uh see that it's a little more enjoyable then because i get to uh, suffer through the pain with somebody but but like if you go on a busy day in Meyer, people like the aisles are so like I feel like they need to be wider. Yeah, like though they need to be wider because if there's two people like lined up next to each other looking at things on both ends, you're not getting through. It's and you just gotta wait. Thousand people crammed into an alleyway, like it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, what dude. what I used I to do before the pandemic, the Meyer that I shop at, uh, the the one that I still shop at here in Kalamazoo, right. uh, was 24 hours. And yeah, well, at at the time, I was working dinner shifts at the sushi restaurant, so I'd get off work at like you know ten thirty or whatever, and then I would go home, change my clothes, and then do grocery shopping in the middle of the night. Yeah, and dude, I will tell you, there is no better way to shop than <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Like it is, it. there's nobody in the store. They're putting Just... out all the fresh stuff, restocking. I, mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna bother me. I'm just in my zone doing the shopping at that point i will take my time but like what i've been doing lately because i work a regular like monday through friday job now i'll go on like saturday morning at, like mm-hmm. i'll show up at the grocery store at like 9 30 on a saturday and it's just wall to wall with people it's crazy you gotta, you gotta start hitting that 6 a.m rush but like i don't think they're 24 hour anymore i don't think no, none of the is. ones none of the ones around me are I don't even think uh, Walmart is anymore. That was like the cool thing about Walmart. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. The cool thing and kind of detrimental thing about Walmart. There's some real wackos. The characters that come the through there. There are a few gas stations around me that are still 24 hours. But other than those, I think like 90% of stuff that used to be 24 hours isn't. Yeah, post-pandemic kind Which, of sucks. You know, that's, that's fine. I wouldn't want to work a midnight, like third shift at a McDonald's. So I don't blame anybody else for not wanting to. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But when I'm not working it, I kind of wish it was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It It is convenient. But no, like, you know, I just had to say, speak my piece on how terrible grocery shopping is. Is there anybody who enjoys it, though? Uh, My girlfriend very much enjoys grocery shopping. What, it, what was, it. like, what's her, like, love for it? I have no idea. I can't I can't understand it because I hate it so much. It's like I don't know. She just really takes her time and like looks at all the different options for everything and just it's oh my god. I don't know. It stresses me out just thinking about it honestly because I know I have to go grocery <laughs> shopping this weekend and I really don't want to. Um oh, That's funny. That's funny. Let me hey, uh what's up? I'm kind of in the mood for a snack. Are you in the mood for a snack, Bailey? I can eat. All right. Actually, I well, don't think I've eaten anything today. What the fuck? You haven't eaten anything? It's quarter after time. four at night. It's 4.15. I had, I had a cliff bar this morning. That's about it. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> let's get some food in you uh, because it's time for mystery packages. Oh, oh, oh. oh. it makes it shaky, so, shaky. So this one I got here from you, Wes. This, it feels like a bunch of balls, like bunch of whoppers like whopper style okay i'm gonna open mine first here here we go now this is this is something that i you've had before i don't know if you've had this iteration of it but you've had something similar before Ooh, this is exciting this is exciting your boy Uh, has dark chocolate crickets you know first appearance of bugs on, yes, the, yes. on the dinner for breakfast podcast. So like it won't be the last. No, it will not be because unpopular opinion, crickets aren't bad. They really I are. I totally agree. I would even say they're more than not bad. They're good. I like them. I think they're tasty. Ooh, dude, these I've are never these had, are interesting because I've like never they had don't the chocolate ones before though, because I remember we've tried them in the past and I mean we talked about it on the show. Oh, they're really small. They're just balls. There's like, balls? like because balls like the one hearts? balls of crickets, cricket balls. Is that your? Dog? We have a yeah. We have a special guest. Remington's up in for this one. Ooh, Remington! Hi, baby ooh, boy. He he heard a package getting open. He was like, what "Food, food." Yeah, we do love Rem. I love that but, puppy. Yeah, I'm just gonna do the whole handful of these. These yeah, these go are for exciting. it. Yeah, dark chocolate crickets with amaranth seeds. I don't know what amaranth seeds are. I don't either. I don't remember but, that being on the listing. Fredible. Fredible, <laughs> friendly animal <laughs> insect proteins. <laughs> oh, cheers. Okay, yeah, we've had crickets before. We've talked about it on the show. We've mm-hmm. had like savory crickets, like sour cream and onion specifically. I remember being incredibly tasty, but the chocolate cricket is a new sort of thing. It's a lot of Dude. chewing, and he's shrugging. I mean, I put a ton in my mouth. Yeah, you did eat a lot of them. Bad idea for an audio medium show. They but... um. All right, um, you definitely get a little pungent flavor from it. Kind of but, musty. Um, I remember, yeah, being, like, musty. A, yeah, a little bit. But I think these are better than the like the savory ones. 
because you get more of like the sweeter chocolatey oh, really? in it. Huh. But I love these. Like I'll, I'll probably eat the whole thing tonight. Well, don't eat them all because I want to try those next time I see you. Um, definitely make some people eat them. Make my sister so, eat them. Yeah, make your sister eat them. She'll love those. She'll do it. She does. She will. She's crazy. Your mm -hmm. sister's a little bit. She's a cool cat. I think out of all of the packages that you've sent me, this one is making me the most afraid. Let me tell you something, Wes. I promised you last time I wouldn't send you anything terrible because you've been going on a streak of stuff that could be bad. I promise you, it's not that bad. Okay, it's just... I, it's small. I'm okay with eating. I'm okay with eating bad stuff. It's just extremely, extremely light, and it's one big thing. And that immediately when I I picked it up off of my my doorstep uh, when I got home from work today, and I was like, oh fuck, he sent me a tarantula. That was like first thought. <laughs> okay, it's in Not a yet. smaller bag. Oh my god. Okay. Have you had those before? I can't remember. I haven't. Bailey has sent me. Miracle berries, fruit yes. tablets. So, so what, these are the things that change flavors, right? Yes. So hopefully you have something like a lemon or a lime. I didn't want to tell you because I feel like you would have guessed it. But I like, totally when you, would have. If <clears throat> when if you open that, there should be a whole sheet of things that list of different like products you can try. If you open that little like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, little pouch. Uh, okay. There should be like a whole like chart of different things you can try that'll change your palate. So like. To me, you put it in your mouth, you let it coat your mouth, let it melt, don't chew it. And then um, what happens is, uh, like, let's say you eat a lemon, it tastes very sweet. It turns into, like, a fair lemonade is my experience with Whoa. that. And, like, you can just eat a whole lemon, you'd be, like, chilling. And, like, or, or lime tastes like a limeade. Or, like, um, so, I think hot sauce is one of the things you can do that, like, changes. I haven't done hot sauce before. So but, like, here's it, the question, though, Bailey do you want me to do this right now or did you want the two of us to get together and do an entire episode where we eat miracle berries and try all the wacky stuff do one now because i want to see your experience for now and then i'll get a package myself and then we can just okay i'm back i grabbed some lime slices and i cut up a jalapeno oh i'm excited about the jalapeno because i wonder Ooh, if it i can smell it i can smell how hot this jalapeno but no, is. like so that tablet um you just have to let melt in your mouth and then we okay. once you put a pop it in we can like talk about something else while that's just floating in your mouth and just let so do you know how this science behind this works there's it's something to do with like the berry that they like I just know that it's, it's like because okay. it's like a legit fruit you can pick. Like, I know, like maybe in Africa or like out that way across the pond, mm -hmm. where like you just pick these berries and I think you just eat them. They think they just eat them normally, but like I think that's just like a concentrated of it and they're just like pressed into pill form. That tablet it tastes, good. it does. The tablet tastes, nice. it does. You're gonna get like kind of maybe like a waxiness coat around your mouth, but yeah, just let that whole thing melt. You do not want to chew it because then obviously. It'll, t it'll take a few yeah. minutes, but yeah. But while while you're doing that, I wanted to bring up a fun little food experiment I did that I thought was really good. Peanut peanut okay. butter burgers. Now, mm, oh I God. sent you a picture of it the other day, and you're like, "That's weird." Yeah. And I'm telling you, the creaminess of that peanut butter, the savoriness of that meat, dude. I'm telling you, is a oh, Plus, I did vegan style, and the impossible ground beef I have is so good. I actually, after this, I think I'm gonna make one. But like they, <laughs> they, 
so what I did was I just smash burgered uh, the impossible ground beef, um, sauteed onions, um, cooked it in that the same pan as the sauteed onions. And then mm-hmm. what else did I do? Then it was like peanut butter on the toasted bun, uh, that it pickles. And then I also did ketchup. So like, uh, pickles, you lost me on pickles. All right, don't do pickles. Oh, another special visitor. My cat is in the room. Hey, Oliver, oh, Oliver, that pesky, cause I am stupid and left the door that open. pesky kitty cat. Okay. Keep talking about peanut but no, butter. I'm going to get this. But no, the pe- this is a professional show. I think. <laughs> but like, no, like the peanut butter burger is so good. I don't know. It, like I, I got it originally at a uh, tavern and they like, that's what got me turned on to them. Like the, there's a tavern in uh, Celine. Dan's Tavern or whatever, and they make that's where I've, oh, I've been yeah, there. They, they have a peanut butter burger on their menu, but they like put bacon and cheese and all the fixings on it too. The pickles seems weird to me. The pickles are weird. Well, I've also, that's where it loses I've also me. had a uh, pickle and peanut butter sandwich before, and it's good. The pickles and peanut butter work really well. That's a good, it's a good combo. Oh. I mean, it's just like how I did the pickle Nutella that one time. That's true. Yeah, you did do pickle Nutella. But no, you got to try one. You got to make Wait, one. This... It's it's going to change your whole perspective on like the burger. You know what? I'll I'll make one. I'll make one sometime soon. We can talk you about have it. You have to. I'm, I force you. All right. I'll thaw some ground beef out tonight and then maybe, I don't know, before we record the next episode, I'll make one. What, uh... This thing is this thing's taking a long time. To oh, yeah. Solve. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely not practical. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be practical. It's just kind of a goofy, fun thing. What did you say? You got a jalapeno and a lime? Is that what you said? A jalapeno and a lime, yes. What else is on the chart that it says? Because I I remember, like, seeing a bunch of different things. Lemons and limes, oranges, tomatoes, cranberries, grapefruit, kiwi, pineapple, granny smith, apples, strawberries, pomegranate, raspberries, grapes, watermelon, blackberries. Hmm. That's curious. Uh, then for adventurous, there's a rhubarb, mustard, ketchup, salt, chips, and vinegar, pickles, sour cream, and then in enlightened, there's hot sauce, balsamic vinegar, barbecue sauce, stout beer, generic tequila, and goat cheese and blue cheese. With all these like savory ones, like whole, I don't, I don't. There's like a whole little chart where you can mark if you liked it or not. <laughs> Fun little game. But my kind of cool. But like these because I, I know with like the sweet stuff it makes it or like tart stuff it makes it or sour stuff it makes it sweet and i'm really curious on like what's gonna do for that jalapeno because like uh, yeah that's why i thought it was weird because it said on the thing it said chili peppers and i that was what peaked my i was interest. like because i've seen people i mean obviously i've seen people do this on youtube before you know yeah, but, but it's gonna change your whole room like what the heck is going on i'm trying to get this thing to dissolve faster and it's really hard not to chew know, it. That, like I've, uh, I'm the biggest proponent of chewing like hard candy. It's oh, like too. Jolly Ranchers. I'll do Gobstoppers. I'll do I'll do anything. I cannot suck on candy. Suckers. Jolly Ranchers. I won't because Jolly Ranchers stick to your teeth really bad. If yeah. If I guess if there's one that I won't do, it's Jolly Ranchers. But like, oh. but things like Smarties. Smarties are perfect for chewing. They're so crunchable. Yeah. I wouldn't even count that as a hard candy. That's more of like compacted powder <laughs> yeah right it's like eating sand <laughs> all right i'm gonna eat this lime because i got a lime wedge here it's a quarter of a the lime. wine is divine 
He chews it. He looks at the camera. How sweet is that, dude? <laughs> Yo. Whoa. Isn't that amazing? Okay. What the fuck? I thought this was... I, I literally have seen so many videos of this, and I thought it was... Free. No. <laughs> That's incredible. It's like limeade, dude. What an insane... It's like no sugar. What an insane experience. And I, I'll tell you, I can feel there's a little part right at the tip of my tongue where that didn't get coated, so I can feel the toughness. Yeah. But the rest of it, sweet. All right. I'm going to eat this big chunk of jalapeno. It's got the ribs and the seeds still in God it. Bless. Jalapenos are so spicy to me. I really wonder what like the jalapeno is. I figured, I don't think it would change it much, in my opinion, but I don't know. It didn't change. Oh. Didn't change because uh, the seed, uh, the seed, help, help. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's hot. Okay, the jalapeno, I it still fucking burns. It burns <laughs> well, a lot. I figured the spice would still be um, there, but I didn't know if like I just, <clears throat> I just ate like a quarter of a jalapeno <laughs> for those at home who can't see with the ribs and seeds in it. I have a history of eating hot peppers, um, and not enjoying it. It's okay. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. It's a very mild, like a low burn. Right. Um, I mean, it's also a jalapeno, so it's not the hottest pepper there is. Um, but it it tastes more like vegetal than normal. It, like it, I don't know. It's it's interesting. The lime is really incredible. That's something special. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna take a sip of my wine and see what happens. Oh yeah, that's a little. It's probably gonna make it sweeter because you're drinking some white wine. Oh, worse. I bet. Well. It's so sweet. <laughs> my Chardonnay, my Chardonnay turned into a Moscato. Ooh, I love a Moscato. It's very sweet. Well, you froze for part of it, so <laughs> I don't know oh, what just happened. Fine. You you're, just edit that out. Yeah, you're good now. I'm just looking through my drawer, my snack drawer, and trying different things. Um, the Starburst is the same, but the lime, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. It, it like turns it into limeade. It's crazy how like yeah, it's like so sweet. You know, you're gonna have to try with like lemons too, and then there's like a oh, there's a whole thing you can do. I, I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna take one of these and just like drink a glass of vinegar. Oh my god! <laughs> just see what happens. I don't know. You should I you should try that balsamic because I know you're a fan of balsamic. So like I do uh, love balsamic vinegar. So I wonder like how uh, crazy good that's gonna be, or like how much that changes. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll try it, and I'll let you know. You know that's fascinating. No, dude. maybe uh, you know, I'm gonna buy a package too. We can do like a fun little, fun time with that. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, and we're back. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, had to take a quick break there. Uh, that's where our our mid roll ads will go. If you're listening, advertisers, that's where your ad would be. This is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. Um, so I have a weird food that I want to talk about because you just talked about your peanut butter burger. Yes. Um, I want to talk about something that I know we both very much like, but it's not a super common thing here in the U.S. is squid jerky or cuttlefish jerky. Mm-hmm. Either mm-hmm. So good. So, so good. And knee slapping good. Yeah, knee slapping indeed. And admittedly, it's been a long time since I've had it. But I don't remember it being overly fishy. It's nice and uh, it's not as chewy as a regular beef jerky. No, it's um, more stringy. It's more kind yeah, of it's like really shredded. 
this is or, a very obviously this is a very brief conversation topic because we both really like this thing um and there's not much more to say about it other than that we both really like it <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i think it's worth mentioning <clears throat> if you've never if you're listening to this if you're listening to this and you've never had squid jerky before go to your local asian market or go on amazon and buy yourself some squid jerky and eat it and it'll be delicious you'll love it I recommend a nice, the good, hot and spicy is a really good one, or like the teriyaki is really good as well. Teriyaki is excellent. Both are safe. If you like, if you like some kick, go hot and spicy. But if you're just like looking for something safe, teriyaki is easily the safest choice. Oh yeah, and uh, I don't typically like a teriyaki thing. I don't need teriyaki jerky, but teriyaki squid jerky. I don't even like teriyaki chicken. I I said chicken. I chicken. I think, I think I've been having more of a dyslexic speaking moments recently, a.k.a. having mild strokes, because yesterday <laughs> I said something yesterday that was really funny, too. And it was like, I think I had, I said, I called it chick, chickle pizza or whatever, when I meant pick, pickle pizza, but it was like a chicken pickle pizza. So I called it the Jesus. chickle pizza. I don't know, dude. You're just, losing your mind. Just minor strokes, minor strokes. I can see your dog's eyes glowing in the background, and it's honestly scary. Yeah, actually, the dog's about to become a problem. He's just staring at you. Well, no, he also has some of my clothes he pulled off the bed. Oh, boy. He's about to be a menace, but we'll keep an eye on him. Um, Yeah, I got your back, bro. I'll keep an eye out for him. Now, the fun thing about this show is that when people email us, Wes, and we get fun things to talk about, we got two submissions. We got two submissions. We got... Yeah, the lovely Heather, and we got our former guest, our the recent lovely guest, Zach. Zach <laughs> has emailed us again. No, not again, but he's emailed us this time. And yeah, uh, no. Which one did you want to do first? Um, let's do let's do Heather's first because I have I have to think about Zach's question more. So uh, Heather is the uh, my girlfriend and the person I cohabitate with, and for some reason. Uh, her email won't let her send emails to us, so she slid a postcard onto my desk while I was playing Dungeons and Dragons yesterday night. <laughs> um, and she wants me to bring this up. I, I think this will be a pretty brief one, um, maybe. I mentioned to her in passing the other day that I really don't enjoy cantaloupe at all. I do not like it. I never have liked it, and I never will like it. And so she wrote this little note card that says, talk about being a cantaloupe hater. Um, Bailey, you enjoy a cantaloupe, don't you? I love cantaloupe. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think the best way, uh, if I see it on a fruit tray or something, I'm always picking it. That and honeydew. I'm always grab, snagging them. But Honeydew, uh, I'm with you. Now, I think one of the best ways and fun ways to eat cantaloupe is you slice it down the middle, you gut it, and put vanilla ice cream in it and you eat it with Ooh. the vanilla ice cream it's so good i guarantee That's you heather's cool. done that i guarantee you I, heather's I done that she has. I'll, I'll talk to her after the episode uh, yes ask her that's a cool way to eat a cantaloupe so i i prepare a lot of cantaloupe for work because i make a lot of i i'm a catering chef so i make a lot of like large fruit platters and fruit skewers and stuff like that and cantaloupe is always part of the part of the party but i don't like it and there's the reason i don't like it I don't know where I heard this from or where I acquired this information, but I heard at some point in in the past, I heard somebody describe cantaloupe as being the closest taste 
like flavor wise to human flesh out of any really yeah and ever since i heard that every time i cut up a cantaloupe or i think about a cantaloupe that little fact pops into my mind and i can't bring myself to enjoy a cantaloupe because of that don't know why well now now i'm gonna go eat more cantaloupe because that sounds delicious no (laughs) (laughs) well hold on a minute my who my question is who was out there testing this theory though you know what i mean that's what i'm saying like well like, i, I, I mean, feel like can, that cannibals go to cannibals like go to prison and get interviewed and shit like you've seen cannibal documentaries and stuff right I mean, like i guess but like yeah. I, I don't know if i believe that because like i don't know if i believe it entirely either but that little fact is like lodged deep in the center of my brain and i can't get it out hmm. well what about carrots though because you technically thing with a carrot is you can bite a carrot in half and you can also bite your finger in half at the same pressure of biting a carrot does that describe the carrot i mean i can i can bite a lot of stuff in half but it's the it's the flavor component that really turns me off a cantaloupe because it's it's not texturally the same it's flavor composition compositionally it's very similar and that's what bugs me Hmm. like like it's it's the same reason that like i can eat a rare steak and be okay with it. I don't prefer a rare steak, but I could eat one. And that doesn't bother me, even though it's basically the same as eating, you know, you could say it's the same as eating person meat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the flavor thing that really, but did you, um, did you originally like the flavor cantaloupe before hearing that? Or is it like, oh yeah. always been I was, like... I, it was, it's never been my favorite thing, but like, I remember as a kid, like, like, Oh, cantaloupe. Sure. Whatever. It's fine. And now it's an act of like, I don't fuck with cantaloupe at all. That's very unfortunate because I actually think cantaloupe's one of the most underrated fruits. I don't eat it that often, but like, I love cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I wish I did. I, 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 get, I, did. I guess I can't change your mind on that aspect because it's, I guess it's yeah. like me, like not liking mac and cheese because I puked it up it, one time. It's like, yeah, so, it's very it's similar a, to that, but like, uh, it's like a subconscious association. There's an actual term for it because I have the, uh, the same thing with uh, Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah, and uh, orange cream flavored stuff. I, we've yeah. talked about. It yeah, we, we had. But like, yeah, no. I guess I guess you can't really change your mind on that one. <laughs> no, I wish I could. I get. You know um, what? There's one way to do it. What's that? Eat human flesh and let me know if it's something. Well, <laughs> are you volunteer? So that's another thing. Is uh, this is just an interesting fact about cannibals that I heard somewhere ages ago. Oh, I'm cannibals interested. don't like to eat people that have tattoos. Like if you have tattoos on your body, then cannibals won't want to. We're eat safe. Because, We're safe. Yeah, you and me. You and me are safe. Oh yeah. We're chilling. I'm gonna go get another tattoo soon. I might do it this weekend. I don't know. Ooh, what do you think? We'll about? talk about that after the show. Hmm. Um, something that like right here. Nice. Like nice. all the way down to here. Oh, pinky deform. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I want to start stuff on my hand, but anyways, we can. That's a whole different. They topic. uh, um. Did you? Uh, all right. So let me read Zach's. All right. Yeah. Hopefully. Hold on. Uh, I I would request because he typed it in all caps. You know, he so, also he messaged me personally, <laughs> and he said he wanted to hear you read it in all caps. He wanted so to let, hear me read it. In let all me caps? let me copy and paste it over to our disc. Oh, I have I have. Oh, you got pulled up. He told me he wanted to hear you yell it in all caps. Okay, hold on. Let me. Is this? Can you hear me still? Am I too loud? Uh, you're, far, you're farther away. 
Well, yeah, I'm farther away. Is it yeah, hit it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's quieter. Yo, it's Zach. I thought it'd be funny to type in all caps, so you have to yell this. What food item have you hyped up in your head to then try and discover it's not as good as you expected? From Zach. From Zach. Um, in love uh, with I hope that f- comes out funny enough in the uh, final edit. When we were uh, we were reading this the other day, and like, it took me until like today to really think about it, and I fu- I came up with one. Crawfish. 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 Crawfish, I was super excited for. I had them for the first time this year, and like, I was like, oh, those are gonna be so good. I'm super excited, very intrigued about it. Um, Maybe I do, maybe I gotta go to Louisiana to really get the full experience, but I can't imagine it tastes too much different. But like, mint julep and a crawfish, (laughs) some mud bug. But uh, (laughs) that's what I love calling them mud bugs. But uh, but the problem with them is you get a sense of like that. I, I refer like it's very the best way to say it is like it tastes like the ocean in a sense, but like Rimey. fresh, yeah. Like that, like I really didn't like that, and like it was like a it was a poor man's lobster in a sense. Like it was like very okay. briny, and like you could really taste like the freshwaterness to it, and it just yeah. wasn't it wasn't that great. And, um, but yeah, no, that was that was the one that like I guess like really stood out. I was like, yeah, no, I. I overhyped that a lot. You know, I don't know if I've ever had an actual crawfish. Oh, he's on an adventure now. He was poking around in your studio a little bit. You're good. Keep Um, going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't really think about this until you mentioned seafood, but um, one that really didn't hit the mark for me was caviar. When I had, like, real caviar, I'm not talking about, like, I mean, obviously, I worked at a sushi restaurant, so I have uh, had a ikura, and I've had um, sago and tamago and all that stuff. Or not tamago, um, tobiko, and that that sort of thing, like roe before, and that's pretty fine. It's not very good, but whatever. Um, but actual like Russian caviar uh, just really was disappointing. I mean, it's just kind of a one note, like salty. You know really? what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a textural component, right? So so with caviar, it, it pops like a like if you've ever had like boba. boba, yeah, yeah, like the way it, the way it pops. You've had caviar before, haven't you? I haven't read it in a long time, but I yeah, I'm, I mean it's just it's like, one of those things I've been recently. Where I actually been seeking out to try. Oh really? Get some yeah. good caviar. I mean it it's worth it's worth trying absolutely, but uh, it just doesn't really hit the mark the way you'd expect for something at that like level of that like price point and that level of like yeah. holiness quote unquote that caviar has in the food world. Right. It just doesn't really hit the mark for me. Um, Yeah. I, I felt like I had another one, but then I thought about caviar and that was the one that popped into my head. Now I'm, I'm going to flip the question on you. Um, okay. If you think about it, just shout it out. But uh, what's a food that you didn't think you would like and you actually really enjoyed? Ooh, that's that's a much more difficult question, I think. So uh, I'll go first on this one again because I got it. And uh, I've been recently enjoying them more and more, especially because uh, I've been going to the crow a little more and more. But mussels, mm-hmm. when I first like mussels, oh. like they they look very they look very unappetizing, but they're so good. Like when I first had a mussel, I was always like, 
am I going to get sick off of one of these? Or like, you know what I mean? And like, I was very yeah. little like timid to trying it. But like once I did that, it was so good. Yeah, I, I get you. Also, uh, I know we've shouted them out before. Shout out to the Crow. Great restaurant. Great Crow. Crow in Chelsea, Michigan. Yep. Dope it. restaurant. They don't know how to make a good nigiri, but other than that, well, great then I went there, there it is. I, was <laughs> I went there last time I was at home. It's a like sushi gastro pub place. It's like, really cool. It's fusion um, burger and sushi restaurant. It's a fun yeah, one. Yeah, super cool restaurant. The atmosphere is phenomenal. The bar is incredible. They do a good Pim's cup there. I had a Pim's cup last time I went. Mm. Um, so I went last time I was at home. Uh, for me, a food that I didn't think I would like is something that I actually eat for like, uh, lunches on my day off is artichokes. Mm. I'll buy, I'll go to the store and buy a whole artichoke and steam it and just eat an artichoke with clarified butter. You know, and that's it's a lunch. very, it's probably one of the more intimidating vegetables. Yeah. Just looking at it, you're like, how it's, does one even it's cook that? <laughs> it's crazy looking, right? And you get like yeah. the artichoke hearts in a jar, like the marinated artichoke hearts, which yeah. I love. Um, but like getting the whole thing and then like peeling it apart, like basically what you do is you steam it, you cut the like big chunk of the stem off, and then I you usually cut the top off also, so it's like flat on both ends. Yeah. And then just steam it in a pot of like I used a like chicken broth, lemons, peppercorns, a whole bunch of bay leaves. Also, here's a quick thing about bay leaves. Um, every time a recipe calls for bay leaves, I always add like two to three times the amount that it says because you need that much to really get the flavor through. Um, and they're delicious. They don't they don't taste like nothing. A lot of people think that bay leaves are useless. They are not useless. Bay leaves are awesome. I um, I am I'm one of those people who thinks they're useless. If I saw it, in, not like, if I saw it on the ingredients list, I'm skipping that ingredient. That's what I'm doing. Instead, instead of skipping it, add like three or four times the amount that it says. Then you'll get it. Then you'll understand how bay leaves are important. Or get some fresh bay leaves and brew them into a tea, and then okay. just drink bay leaf water, and you'll understand the flavor of it. It's great. It's beautiful background flavor. Anyways, um, yeah, I'll like get a whole artichoke and then just like peel the petals off, and you eat the little petals. You like peel it off of the artichoke dip it in butter and then like scrape it with your teeth kind of like you bite down on it and like pull it you know i'm doing the i'm doing the motions <laughs> of the camera but obviously this is an audio show so people can't see it but um yeah and then you get to the heart and you pull all the fuzzy bits off the heart and then cut it and eat the good part in the middle i don't know i really enjoy an artichoke an artichoke it's a fun an eating experience an arbicoke Yep, and I'm it's, it's wearing so, off on you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. My God, I'm getting stupider. It's the same. It's the same thing as muscles, though. Like, like when you eat muscles, the way that I've always done it is you the first one you keep the shell intact and you use your finger and pull the first one out, and then you use the empty shell as almost like a pair of tongs or like tweezers or chopsticks. <laughs> what? And then you yeah, and then you use the empty shell to pull the other muscles out and eat them. I oyster them. I just like go you just <laughs> suck them out yeah i mean that works if the abductor muscles cut and if they're loose uh, sure yeah that's uh like the ones at the crow uh they come in like a lemon white wine style thing that's the way to do it yeah. people do people do muscles in like a tomato style broth but that white wine lemon oh, that's the oh. way to do it i've never even heard of the tomato style broth i don't know if that i guess okay yes i have i have but um yep. they uh but no i would just like scoop some of that like broth and just have it like a little cupped in there and just like slurp it all it's so good so good that's the way to oh yeah 
love muscles. And you know, um, you know, Wes, you you brought up this wild thing you said. Oh, I, and I yeah. And honestly, maybe they would be good for the muscles. But you they are would. claiming the only utensils slash cooking tool you ever need is a chopstick. Uh, not one chopstick, a pair of chopsticks. Yes. Yeah, that's the only thing you ever need. You never need. You could. I feel comfortable in saying that I could get rid of almost. I could get rid of ninety five percent of the utensils in my kitchen and just have chopsticks and be totally okay with it. What would you keep? I would keep. Uh, I have a really big spatula, like one of those like diner grill spatulas. It's like you know, 10 inches long and like four inches wide, (laughs) like a huge one that you see somebody flipping the flapjacks at Denny's with. Um, I use that for pulling pizzas out of my oven. It's my makeshift pizza peel. And I, so I would keep that. Um, Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's anything else I would need to keep. I think just chopsticks would do the trick. No, I'm going to, I'm just going to pick you apart slowly because. All right, try it. I I disagree. Now, it's a pretty I, wild claim to make. I understand that. So where do I want to start? Um, spoons. How? What do you need? To, what do you mean? What do you need a spoon for? Soup, okay. cereal, stirring. Soup. Oh, soup, soup. You mean the thing where you eat the solid bits out with chopsticks and then drink the broth? No, I don't think you need a spoon for that. Yeah, dude, you're not an stirring? animal. Who's chopsticks? who's? I do. No, sipping yeah, out of dog. a bowl is horrendous. You, you make nah, the slurp nah, noise nah, that nah, you nah, hate nah, yourself. Nah. If I'm sitting next to you, noise. yes. So if I'm sitting next to you with that soup, you can't stand me. So therefore, you'd probably prefer me to have a spoon, or because I'm going <laughs> the whole time with that soup. I, I get and, that. And soup's really hot half the time. So half the time when you're eating soup, you need to spoon it out. Oh, you and drink, blow on you it. drink it like a drink it like a cup of tea. No. You've had a cup of tea or like a hot coffee. You drink it the same way. Yep, you hold both hands, Japanese style, right? Both <laughs> hands. You, it's good. It, it. You don't need a spoon. You can just drink your soup. And you mentioned stirring. Why would I not be able to just stir with chopsticks? I could just put my chopsticks in a pot. When I make when I make scrambled eggs, right? I make eggs a lot, sure. and I'll like just scramble them with chopsticks instead of a fork. I don't need a fork. I don't need a whisk or a spoon. Just use chopsticks right in the pan, whatever. They, I have wood chopsticks, so they don't damage my nonstick pan. I have a tamagoyaki pan. I use chopsticks in that for, like, rolling my omelet over. Okay. I guess I get, stirring, I'll give you, but the spoon. And I was thinking, like, the probably the most useful thing you could ever use, and it's going to come off as, like, a joke or whatever. But realistically, I think the most useful thing you can have is a spork. <laughs> like, okay uh, i've been no, thinking i've been thinking about right. it. i was like that is literally because the only time i've ever had a spork was in like the uh, school or high school or whatever or like i have school. i have a set of sporks that i take camping with me because yeah. they're easier than having multi-use and and... yeah so what it is is it's like it's the spork on one end and then the towards the handle there's like a little like butter knife bit yeah. so you can flip it around and use it like a butter knife if you need to but like the thing on I'm the gonna... surface, on the surface, that is a pretty ridiculous statement to make. But if you think about it, you're actually correct because you don't need anything. But you could get by with a spork, or you could just get by with a pair of chopsticks. You know, like a civilized human being. Well, I don't need. 
I don't need to eat something with I don't need to eat food with any utensil that's shaped like a shovel. Right? I'm not in a in eating competition. I'm taking my time and enjoying a delicious meal. I'm gonna sit down with a pair of chopsticks and take my time with it. I don't need to just like you know, hork it down, vacuum hoover it up. But with a spork. I agree with you on I think chopsticks are are fun way to eat. I th- I do appreciate how it makes you like eat slower and like really mm-hmm. appreciate the food. Yeah, because if I if I eat too fast, my tummy hurts. But practicality, it's definitely not there. Like the practicalness of it is like very like ah like because like flipping stuff flipping stuff is gonna be such a pain half the time. Like you can't eat cereal. What are you gonna eat cereal like one bit at a time? No, no, that's you not stupid. Practical. It's the same way you 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 eat rice with chopsticks, right? You can only do like I only do like sticky rice with my sushi. That's the only time. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah. See, okay, three words for you: practice makes perfect. If you practice with chopsticks enough and you eat with chopsticks enough, oh, I thought you were about to get up and leave. I should have. <laughs> I really thought you were about to. If you practice enough with chopsticks, you really you'll come to realize that you don't need anything else. Like it is so. The only reason that I don't use chopsticks, when I was living by myself, I would eat every meal with chopsticks. Not even kidding. Uh, like everything, just chopsticks. Sp- I, oh, I made spaghetti for dinner. That's a chopstick meal. I made a steak and some veggies. That's a chopstick meal. Bowl of cereal? Yeah, I'll eat it with chopsticks. Whatever. Cutting. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. So I, I'll keep my chef's knife. I don't need a, I don't need a steak knife. Yeah, but I'm just like on the thing of is the most useful utensil. Like, I would, I think, like, you can cut with a spork more than a chopstick, but easier. I don't even agree with that. No, I literally don't even agree with that. You definitely okay. could. Uh, yeah, practice. Makes it's harder. It, though. It's harder. It's more of a harder thing, and you can, like, it's not going to be easy, but I think you can easily, well, not easily, but you could. Okay, what are you lot. what are you talking about cutting like what what is all right lay out a meal Let's well you said steak so i just assume steak that's what oh, i was well, like that's the first thing whenever that came to my head was whenever i serve a steak i always pre-slice it before i plate it because it looks nicer and it's easier to eat well yeah i'm not saying like to look nice yeah so like, i'll just pick up a piece of cho- piece of steak with chopstick i'll I I, i'm going off cut. of like the world of there's either a spork or chopsticks and i'm just comparing one of them and there's no <laughs> knives fair. involved this this no knives I'm, involved it's because it's, it's, it's the most useful sport. yeah because when i'm thinking it's like the most useful utensil i'm thinking you only need the one thing and there's like when i'm comparing the two like you know so like for cutting aspect of it i think the sports most definitely yeah, because you can turn it sideways and cut yeah with it. yeah it's a lot harder yeah. and like you're definitely going to be I mean, like, when I when I'll eat so the the best example of cutting something with chopsticks that I can think of off the top of my head is I there's a ramen spot near my house it's my favorite restaurant in town sure. uh, shout out Cravings Deli in my <laughs> local Asian market um, they do the best bowl of tonkatsu ramen I've ever had in my life but it comes with uh, a, a, a ajitsuke tamago a marinated egg. Mm-hmm. And you can take it with chopsticks. Kind of, I'm doing it with my hands again because I talk with my hands. But you kind of pinch we, the egg between the chopsticks, and it cuts it. 
So like mm-hmm. you can pinch stuff between your chopsticks to cut it if it's soft. And if it's not soft, you pick it up, take a bite, and set it down. You know what I'll I mean? Give, I'll, I'll give you soft, soft stuff. Yeah, no problem. But I was just on like a whole like steak aspect on how you I'm eat getting, it. I'm getting heated about this, Bailey. I'm not going to lie to you. I firmly – I'm. Listen, I love chopsticks as much as the I'm next person, but it's definitely chopsticks. not the most useful utensil. I disagree. I think it is the most useful utensil. And if you want to weigh in, you can email us at dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who's right and wrong. Uh, if you say anything besides chopsticks, I will hunt you down. And um, you I will, will get, get a, you. You might, you might get a strong reply on the yeah, old. I will, I will send you a strongly worded letter <laughs> direct to your home address. Oh, we uh, did it again, Wes. We did it again. Oh, we done did it again, Bailey. You can find me on our or us at our Instagram page, Dinner for Breakfast Podcast. You can find me at uh, Weird Eats TikTok. Forgot it for a second. You can email us. Um, yeah, Wes, any fun things? Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to, uh, or not shout out really, but thanks for the cooperation from Alexander Poom for our pod, our uh, theme song for our podcast, Steak and Eggs. Uh, you can find Alexander Hume on Spotify soon and YouTube even sooner. Did you say steak um, and eggs? Yeah, that's what the song's called. It's called Steak and Eggs. Oh, is that what he named it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he named it Steak and Eggs. I was like, dope. I love it. I texted him. I texted him right before we recorded, and I was like, "Hey, what's the name of the track? I want to shout it out." And he was like, "Steak and Eggs." I love it. Fantastic. You're a goddamn genius, Alexander Hume. Um, yeah, so you can find him in those places. Um, you can find him on Instagram as well at Alexander Home. Uh, and then you can find me doing donuts in the parking lot of your local Gordon food service. In reverse because you have a front wheel car. So anyways. I do. You, you... <laughs> Not for long. I'm getting a new car soon. We'll talk about that later too. Awesome. All right. Peace, guys. Bye.